Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard, and welcome to episode seven of season two of the One Giant Mind podcast. In this episode, I talk to Lyndon, a really sweet guy that's recently learned how to meditate with the One Giant Mind app and has noticed some really profound changes in his life. And one of the questions that he asks is, if I keep doing this thing, what can I hope to experience? And then he also inquired about how we might be able to inspire our loved ones to get involved in this experience of meditation and all the benefits that come with it without forcing or appearing like an evangelist. It's a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm, uh, my name's Lyndon Dalton. Um, I'm 55 years old. I've worked in the union movement for 30 years, touch one, touch all. I'm a dad, I'm a granddad, I'm a husband, and then lots of other things, I guess, along the way. A very good friend of mine a few short months ago said, hey, dude, you've got to check out this One Giant Mind uh, app. And funnily enough, for years, people have been telling me, you really need, you really need to meditate. My late father-in-law said to me over 10 years ago you you could do with some meditation in your life and I never listened to it but then hey dude check out this app so I've been using that and I've been filling my prescription of like in the last few weeks of 20 in the morning and 20 in the evening and uh, uh, it's interesting to hear the discussion earlier about that uh, about why it's good and at the same time going that's why that's feeling <laughs> like it does and you know um i've i've tried i've spoken to my wife about i said here's this app you should you should give it a go and i think she's dabbled a little bit i think from her perspective it's uh she doesn't find the time and uh, i've tried to tell her no from my perspective spending 40 minutes a day meditating seems to have given me three hours a day back now when i think about things that used to, I would, I would procrastinate for half an hour. I now fill that half an hour with things that probably would have taken me three hours to do previously. I'm just going, oh, I'll do that now. Oh, I can do that. I've got 10 minutes. I can knock that over. And so that's been amazing. And, of course, the other thing is that I've become a spectator to my thoughts so mm. much more of the time. Instead of, I've said to a few people it's like standing on the edge of the river and watching my thoughts go past instead of, splashing around in the in the current and worrying how the hell I'm going to get back to the edge of the river mm, at times. So put. it's only I, and, and the thing is the thing I'm really excited about is that I've I've only just scratched the surface. I've, you know, done the app. I do my meditation in this complete like you do a very good job obviously with the app and, and, but it's That's still so disc uh, sort of uh, remote control. So I'm excited to think about going further with, uh, with meditation and, and doing some more learning. That's one of the things I want to ask you is what can I expect from, what can I expect from that next step? And, mm. you know, what's that about and, and uh, how is that going to enhance what I've already got? And also, like, I've got a 14-year-old daughter at home and, um, and of course, there's my, my wife. And, I, and one of the things that's made me... Th- or the other thing, another thing that's made me feel is that it's probably necessary for me to get them on board a little bit. 
I'm worried that I'm leaving them behind. There's a lot of things you want to keep to yourself, whether it's your hobby or something like that, but you've got this and you think, really, I need to, I need to share this with the family. Uh, and that's the other thing. It's some, just some, some dialogue around, you know, how you get your loved ones involved. Yep. Uh, get, get them on the, on the path. I mean, you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, mm-hmm. like, et cetera. But, yeah, I was, that, that, was where I, that was the sort of thing I wanted to ask. So okay. Yeah. What to expect from more greater teaching and yeah. how to bring the fam bam along. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> Two really awesome questions. So we'll deal with the first one first. So what you can expect is an amplification of what it is you're experiencing now. The thing that meditation does that is so all-encompassing is expand self-awareness. And when we break down what we are as creatures, all we're left with is an awareness state. You know, if we break ourselves down, am I my body? No, I can observe that. I'm not my body. It's something that is an extension of me. It's a part of me, but it's not me. Am I my mind? You've already realized, well, I can observe my mind. It's an extension of me, but it's not me. Who's doing all the witnessing here? What is the the phenomenon that enables me to observe my body and my mind as an extension of myself? Surely that is myself. And... It's been long, when I say long, like really long, understood that when we peel back the layers of our experience, what we notice is that there is uh, one thing going on, and that is awareness of our experience of being alive. It's one thing that we can all agree on, that we're all alive, right? Anybody not think that they're alive? Everybody believes that they're alive. Everybody knows that they're alive. We can say it with absolute certainty. That's one thing that we can absolutely say with certainty across all divides that you know, keep us apart is that we all agree that we exist and that we're alive. And the mechanism by which we can declare this is consciousness, awareness. And what we realize when we start meditating is that This is the thing that makes us what we are as human beings. We are essentially awareness creatures. And from awareness comes all capability. Because all capability is structured within our awareness. Awareness is the the thing that enables us to understand and know what we are what our capabilities are, and therefore our capabilities must be structured within that awareness field. It's not like the awareness field is outside of our capabilities and it's looking down on it as something separate and other. You know, in the ancient, if we're going to get a little more abstract and esoteric, consciousness conceives of and constructs all form and phenomenology. Quantum physics is now making a great case for this. But it is awareness, consciousness, some underlying supreme intelligence that is conceiving of and constructing all form and phenomenology in the universe. 
And therefore the body is, you know, an expression of this underlying awareness state. Awareness conceives of it and then constructs it, organizes it. Consciousness is understood as the organizing function of the entire universe. If we were to define a supreme intelligence or God, one would define it as infinite creative intelligence that is essentially consciousness. Consciousness that contains all potentiality, infinite potentiality, and therefore, because consciousness conceives and constructs, it has the capability to conceive and construct infinite potentiality. This is the, the, the foundation of the Vedic worldview and the emerging worldview of many renowned quantum physicists, which is really interesting. So what can you hope to continue to experience? Greater self-awareness. And because our capability is structured within self-awareness, greater capability to do what? Whatever it is you desire to do. Keeping in mind that desire is the impulse of nature's creative intelligence whispering in your ear the most appropriate way to respond to what's going on right now. To ensure that you remain in symbiotic, dynamic harmony with everything. Desire, creative desire, is the, the language of nature. The, the communication that we have with nature's higher intelligence. It, it communicates through a nice feeling, energetic impulse to act, to do something. And so that impulse is going to intensify. Your awareness and relationship to it is going to become more intimate. The power of your thoughts and your actions are going to have far greater influence on everyone around you because they're coming from a deeper, truer place that resonates with that deeper, truer place within them and therefore governs their attention. You can see this segueing into the... Into the <laughs> you, you become an, an irresistible proposition for interaction and we do not need to promote or sell or advertise. We just be ourselves. Mm. And what that promotes is curiosity and inquiry and only when we have a sincere inquiry do we demonstrate how the horse <laughs> licks the water mm, you want a bit of this yeah 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 exactly yeah you know we lead horses to water not by putting a bridle on them and yanking them down and going, drink your water, drink your water, good horsey, drink your water. <laughs> Not going to happen. We just go down, drink the water and go, yay, and then go galloping around, have some fun, and then go back down a little bit more, and then go around, gallop around, and the other horses are like, why is that horsey having such a damn good time? <laughs> it's when the other horses see that you're not suffering when the level of your suffering, stress, anxiety, and disdain for things, and the level of joy 
in the mundane starts to increase and you make light of situations that would normally weigh you down, it is the most captivating thing. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because that's some of the things that I've found have become easier. It's just, it is the mundane, it's home, it's doing the dishes, it's, it's stuff that you resisted and you fought against before that uh, now, for whatever reason, become, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just get this out of the way. And, that become, and it's stupid, but it's these little, little things that, that create that different environment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the for whatever reason is actually really important. That for whatever reason that the mundane becomes interesting is we realise that it's not the activity itself that brings the joy, it's the quality of attention that we infuse in the activity that brings the joy, our relationship to the activity, not the activity itself. So, you know, when we're sitting there and we're like, washing dishes, I'd rather be in the Bahamas on a, you know, floaty banana, you know, drinking pina colada, colada, right? Bahama colada. And the, yeah, the banana is a song there, right? You, there, there, is a, there is a false conception that it is our environment and our activities that bring us fulfillment. But actually, fulfillment is an inside job that cannot be outsourced by any of those things. And so you've made the shift, and you've made the shift unwittingly. You've made the shift without it being some profound revelation. Oh, absolutely. You've I just mean, innocently yeah. noticed bliss in the bubbles in the sink. It's just there. And this is such a reassuring thing that the revelation of the truth of our bliss consciousness is not dependent on any intellectual reckoning. No pretense is required. It's an innocent emergence by virtue of exposing yourself to a deeper, quieter, truer reality in your mind. And that's all you've been doing for three months, however long you've been doing it. Extraordinary. Surely this is an answer to the world's problems. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's amazing. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. So... Just expect more of it. Greater self-awareness equals greater capability, greater influence, and more, more joy, more capability of innocently being in the present moment and not being dependent on events occurring in order for you to feel whole and complete. That's fantastic. After listening back to this episode and reflecting on what I spoke about, one of the things that I think I could probably emphasize a little more in the process of inspiring others to want to meditate without uh, in any way forcing it upon anybody. The key here is just to continue practicing and being that shiny, radiant example. And it's that that really inspires people to come with open curiosity and a very sincere inquiry because it's only with sincere inquiry that somebody is really ready to hear what it is that's required in order to get them on board. So the recommendation is always err on the side of being conservative about talking about why you think it's a good idea that they do it 
by all means be forthcoming and generous with sharing why it's good for you, but really just allow the inquiry to come. And that way, when the time finally does come, you know they're really ready. Special thanks to our show producer, Daniel Tucker, aka Spiritual Tradie, Sky Tipler from MKT Communications for the use of their beautiful space, Ali Lieberman for this gorgeous music you're hearing, and all the One Giant Mind team. If you're uh, interested in learning to meditate and you don't have a practice yet, One Giant Mind supports you in two specific ways. You can download the free One Giant Mind Learn to Meditate app, which will take you through a beautiful 12-step process of learning a powerful technique. The alternative is to go onto the website, onegiantmind.com, and check out our teacher directory. We have teachers from all around the world offering courses on a weekly basis, both online and in person. So if you can't find a teacher in your local area, you're certainly going to find one that's going to be able to teach you in a course they'll be running online. And finally, if you are a passionate meditator, and you feel a calling to do something powerful in the world, we are calling for you to join us in our meditation teacher family to bring meditation to the world by participating in the One Giant Mind Meditation Teacher Training Program. In 12 weeks, we will empower you to be able to successfully teach anybody how to practice meditation and make it a daily habit. All that information can be found at onegiantmind.com.